we put our heads together to both reimagine and lift the bar on what a modern motocross helmet should be. Opt for the highest level of modern technology and energy dispersion with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Designed for an elevated defense against a wider range of real-world impact scenarios. Globally engineered with the most advanced materials and technologies available. Outfit yourself with proven technology, lightweight performance, and elevated impact management with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Hey guys, welcome to the Swap Moto Podcast presented by our friends at Fly Racing. I'm Don Maeda and I've got my buddy Carson Mumford on the line who, uh, you got a new home for 2021 it seems. Hey, what's up, Don? Yes. <laughs> so. I do. Is it out of, is it out of the bag yet? I mean, is it? It is. Okay. It is out of the bag. So, I don't think, uh, don't think Honda's posted anything about it, but I mean, I kind of beat him to it and then I seen that vital and kind of racer x and pretty much everybody was saw that i had posted it so the cat's out of the bag yeah yeah well we uh obviously i know uh i know your team owner michael Lindsay, pretty well and he was telling me even at uh fox raceway you know he was hoping to get a hold of you for uh for next season so um man let's back up a little bit uh you know when we did your how was your weekend at fox raceway at the finale yeah. Um, seemed like you even got a little bit emotional, you know, because the whole Geico thing had come to an end. That's a team that you joined when you were still in the mini class. Yep. And, uh, I mean, as far as I know, you had one more year on your contract with the team, right? Uh, I had two more years. Two more years. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> so, yeah. so, man. It definitely you, was a little emotional, not going to lie. Just with, uh, I mean, I was on the team for five years. I think I was the the longest rider that was currently on the team still mm. that had been there. Yeah. So, I mean, I, w- I was even there longer than most of the mechanics and, you know, I've seen a lot of people come and go. So <laughs> it was, uh, it was definitely bittersweet because I did, I did uh, ride really good that day. And yeah. then just to know that like, Oh, this is it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you joined the team and were, uh, you were assigned to further or actually, you were assigned to develop the whole CRF-150 program, correct? Yeah, I don't know exactly what their plans were with that whole thing. I didn't know if they were just trying to always do a one-off project with me or they just wanted me for later years and they knew that if they didn't get me then that I was going to be signed with Cowie for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. So I don't know exactly if they planned on ever – like changing the 150 for good but uh yeah i rode the 150 and was fuel injected for two and a half years and then got on big bikes when i was 15 Mm -hmm. and then uh yeah rode b class a year year and a half and then a class and just went pro looking back at the 150 you know it was essentially a work spike because the way they built it up with the the efi and all that i mean was that bike truly competitive back then or was it holding you back um, it depends on the track and also the first year I was on it, they, cause there no one good ever besides like a few people. And it wasn't like to date, like it was Cooper Webb back then, uh, Joey crown wrote it and won on it, but no, no one really like when I got on it was, was riding it at a competitive level. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't, there was a lot of gray area with the rules and you could ride the, it was, the small wheel and the big wheel were the exact same 
motor package and everything. Mm-hmm. And it was just the difference was swing arm and wheels. So in the 85 class, I could pretty much stomp everybody. Mm-hmm. Like it was, I would say better than my team grain 85. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the super mini was definitely lacking a lot of power and just, I couldn't really find a good balance point as far as suspension. I felt like, cause if, I just felt like it was more catered to the small wheel version mm. just being the same bike. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, we, we may do, I, I do think I did miss out on a lot of, uh, championships mm-hmm. just because I was kind of at a disadvantage, but I also did, I did still win a lot. I, I won four or five championships one year at many O's four at mammoth in the same year. Um, but there was races that I'd show up to kind of knowing like, you we're at a huge disadvantage. <laughs> yeah. Like any race at Glen Helen, there's no way I was getting the whole shot just because it was lacking a little bit of top end. Yeah. So we get halfway down the straightaway and then I'm swerving on people cutting them off. <laughs> Strategy. Yeah. 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 You missed out on the, uh, the mini major cover that one year. I was sure you were going to get oh, it. My gosh. That was, I think I missed it by like half a bike length too. It was the thing. Yeah, it was close. It was, I was laying it all on the line for uh, trying to get the cover, but I mean, <laughs> we both rode our wheels off. Yeah. Okay. So uh, basically the 2020 season was probably the strangest ever. And it also happened to be your, uh, your rookie debut season. Um, what was it like racing this year for you with all the uncertainty because of the dumb COVID pandemic? It was a lot um, because normally you're stressed out about like how I'm going to do and like, I don't know, just kind of normal stuff you'd think of. Like you're worried about just, okay, is my bike set up good? But we were like worried about, are we even going to race? <laughs> yeah. And like, if we do, is it going to get canceled the next weekend? And, you know, like I had my flights booked for Washougal because mm. you, like, you do it like a week early. Yeah, and then it was like Washougal's canceled. We're back at Loretta's, and it's like, oh, okay, now I got to change my flight, and you know, so it, you had to deal with a little bit more. But also, like you said, it was my rookie season, so I kind of didn't know any better. Yeah. Um. So you're, uh, you know, you waited till the nationals to make your debut, whereas uh, the other rookie guys did it in Supercross. Was yeah. it? Uh, did it feel like it was? you're behind a little bit because you, you didn't make your pro debut till, you know, Loretta Lenz, whereas Joe uh-huh. and Jet got to race Supercross or how did you feel about that? Did you want to race Supercross, yeah. but you weren't allowed to? Yeah, kind of. Um, obviously I was on the team before Jet and Joe both were. Mm-hmm. So then, I mean, we kind of let the team know like before that they hired those kids, like, Hey, like, if there's going to become an issue where we all want to go pro because we're all really close in age. Mm-hmm. And the team was always like, no, no, like, don't even worry about it. No matter what, we'll, we'll do what's right. We'll take you. Well, then kind of like the time comes and it's like, Hey, we want to keep you B class another year. And we want Joe to go a, and we're like, dude, that sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, then I go to Loretta's and I win B class. And so I pointed out, yeah. So they had no choice. So then they have two riders in the A class. And then they're talking about, okay, well, let's sign these Lawrence brothers. And my dad 
called him immediately and was like, hey, you guys know that Jet raced EMX because Jet was only 15 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we were 16 or 17 or whatever the case was. Even though he was a year and a half younger, my dad was like, hey, you guys know he raced EMX over there. That's that's like a kind of like a pro class. Mm-hmm. So if he comes over here to race, he cannot race in B class. Yeah. And they're like, no, he can race B class. He's so young. He's only 15. They wouldn't make him do that. My dad's like, I'm telling you guys <laughs> that, you know, you guys are going to run into some issues. No, no. So then they get here. I remember the I got hurt. The Lawrence brother, uh, Jet and Joe both go to Minio's. And uh, Jet does practice in the B class. Then we get here word that, oh, yeah, he, he's not allowed to race B class. He's moving A. So we're thinking, like, dude, now there's three A riders. Mm-hmm. So it went from, like, you know, I was just on the team with Sexton and they're moving up and I was moving into their position. But now I got two two other teammates in the A class, which is kind of unheard of if you think about it. Like, a team never has three A riders that mm-hmm. are all going to try and win. Like, we were all really high level, you know. So, so that was kind of strange. And just imagine having a full pro team and then three amateur riders. Like, it's hard to show attention to everybody. Yeah. So there was always kind of like, well, it was a little tough. Um, just trying to get like days to, to test suspension. We were always kind of a little bit behind, I felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was a little weird. Like I, I definitely wanted to go pro sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, but so did the Lawrence brothers and so did Shimoda. And they kind of just told me like, Hey, we're going to go with them first. Mm-hmm. And which, which kind of sucked because, you know, I was on the team first and, uh, was supposed to go pro first. And then whether it was just, we didn't push hard enough, weren't, you know, we kind of just sat back and let them, chose and maybe that kind of was our issue but yeah it's kind of just how it went down mm-hmm. um when uh when the news came that geico was pulling out and uh you know there was that waiting period of if we get another sponsor we'll keep going but when the news came that the team was folding <clears throat> you know obviously there's stipulations in your contract that you know your your contract is dependent on a title sponsor but in spite of all that was it kind of like wait what team's folding i have another two years yeah it it was it's tough because you know not to play like the young card or anything but it's not like i've really seen a lot in this sport as far as or maybe i've seen it but i haven't really lived it yeah um so yeah it was definitely weird to be like having to get phone calls from your boss at 18 after you've been had a pretty good rookie year maybe didn't like the world on fire but in any other circumstance of any other year, you'd have been totally fine. People would have been stoked on you. Mm-hmm. But to be this year, to just have your boss call you and be like, hey, man, sorry, your contract's terminated. Yeah. But, you know, good luck tomorrow. Tomorrow's the last round. So it's like, it's it's definitely weird. Um, they let us know at Thunder Valley, or no, not at Thunder Valley. They let us know at Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And they kind of just brought us all in, had a team meeting and broke the news to us. And I don't think not one person that was on the team at the time had had uh, kind of saw that coming besides the bosses. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe they maybe I just was uh, clueless. But yeah, so it was, was kind of weird. 
So was it hard to, uh, or, or was it hard to find motivation at the last few races, or was that motivation like, hey, I have to go out there and impress and show what I'm made of? Um, honestly, I did. I tried to block that out and just do my best. Um, kind of a goal for me at the beginning of the season was to just make through all the races healthy, mm-hmm. and uh, I did that. Scored points at every race, even with. Uh, I even had a bike blow up in a moto, and I still got a point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I would say it was kind of business as usual all the way until the last race. I endoed off a jump in practice and didn't even crash, but, like, feet above my head. <laughs> hit my head on the crossbar pad so hard that I uh, popped my jaw out. And so, I don't... maybe it's just my case or it's always happens but when you do that like your balance and like it it, everything kind of goes super sideways like it felt like my right ear was two inches higher than my left ear Mm. and it was it was terrible pain so i had to deal with that and i would say if it was any other race or like circumstance like hey like you, you know, it's the last race of the season. You're fine. You got to ride next year. I probably would have sat it out. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I was in a lot of pain, but, mm. um, you know, the, even the team manager was like, Hey man, I, I don't know if you're, you're too good to, to race. And I told him straight up, like, well, I don't have a job after this. So unless like you guys want to give me a job, <laughs> then I'm racing. Yeah. Like, and, uh, I actually did pretty good, so I'm glad I did. I'm glad I'm, I just sucked it up. I remember packing my gate on the line, and I was, like, kind of stumbling because my balance was so off. Oh, man. I was like, man. I, I was just like, man, if, if it gets too bad out there, just just pull it off. But, um, yeah, I really had to dig deep for that one. There was a lot of pain. Yeah. So what happened, uh, I think it was in the first moto, you and Cameron got into it. I saw you yelling at each other as you are pulling off. And I was like, whoa. And then in the How Was Your Weekend, you wouldn't say Cameron's name. You just kept saying Ryder 29. <laughs> so then I talked to Cameron a few weeks ago. I was like, hey, are you and Carson all good? And he goes, yeah, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you guys were all mad at each other that day. And he goes, ah, oh, no, nah, we were fine the next day. Yeah, I mean, I definitely wasn't stoked on it. I mean, it's just two guys out there that – or just giving it their all and you know emotions get high sometimes so nobody's fault really i just i was out there you know riding my heart out so was he i think uh i was in ninth or something and uh he was in eighth and i was barely catching him like barely and it was like two laps to go but shimoto was catching me and so i was riding my heart out obviously you're tired is 35 minutes in Mm mm-hmm and uh, it was last lap. We're coming down the downhill, and a lapper totally messed up Cameron. And uh, I was like, well, here's my opening. So I sent it, and I, I actually passed him, but I had the outside line coming down the hill. So I was like, okay, he's probably going to get me back, uh, but I'm still going to send it in. So I send it in. He comes up the inside, and he stuffs me a little bit in the corner. And then he just like brake checked me like super hard and then just like stopped in the corner. So then I'm falling on top of him completely dead stop in the corner. 
luckily I have long legs cause I'm falling over and I save myself mm-hmm. and I'm super tired. I'm sure he was pretty tired too, but it was like, to me at the time I was like, this guy just dirtied me so hard cause he had to pass back. Mm-hmm. Like he could have just went. And, uh, in the meantime, I look over and Shimoda passes us both. And so I'm like, oh my God, I worked so hard. Like I dug so deep to even race this moto. Then to dig deep to have, to keep him behind me and catch you. I pass you. Then you, you just went out of your way to stuff me and Joe passes us both. (laughs) So that's what was, I was so mad about like, I was like, dude, if you're going to, block past me why would you like because uh shimoto went past him too so he lost the position yeah so then when i come off the track i was just pissed like we were just ramming each other like you know just saying every (laughs) word in the book i think i threw my goggles at him where i was just losing it on him he was just telling me to calm down and i just told him like hey dude i got nothing to lose like today's my last day on the job so (laughs) basically it was see you next moto yeah and then uh, later find out that he's, he thought I was someone else on the track uh-huh. and was just trying to keep keep him behind him because he was probably tired and, you know, going through his whole deal. Yeah. So he was just doing what he had to do to, you know, keep the rider behind him, which I get. But, uh, you know, when it's your roommate, it's yeah. a little bit, yeah. a little this, bit close quarters. <laughs> at you know? this point, are you guys still roommates or had he moved out already? He ended up moving out, but he was already planning to. No, but, but I mean, I that, like to at, just... at that time, was he still living in your place? Uh, yeah. He, <laughs> he left like two days after that. Oh, how was it that night? He, We talked it over at the race. Oh, okay. he, he actually came up to me on the line the second moto, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, I was still heated. Like, my <laughs> jaw was throbbing, like headache, like I was not having a good time. He sent me a text in between the motos like, hey, man, like I really didn't didn't mean to do that you know mm-hmm. but i mean i'm just was a young i'm just a young kid that's just you know just trying to pin it out there so i was <laughs> i was pissed and i was kind of using that motivation like i'm gonna go out there and crush it this next moto yeah and uh when it really wasn't that big of a deal you know it, like it's racing it's not like he cleaned me out he just rode behind a corner and i almost fell over but i was just pissed that we lost positions yeah and then uh he come up, comes up to me on the line and he's like, Hey man, like I, I didn't mean to do that. And I wouldn't look at him and he's like, come on, man, like, look at me. Let's like, let's just talk it out. Like grow up, you know? And I was just like trying to stay mad on the line uh-huh. <laughs> and I, I wouldn't look at him. He's like, whatever, man, you know, like you're going to have to see me tonight. You know, so you might as well get over it. <laughs> and like, he's like walking away and I was just like, Hey man, like, I got nothing to lose out there at this point. So I'm like, I'm going for broke this next moto. Like, yeah. and he's like, yeah, dude, whatever. And then somehow we do the start and we both get pretty good starts. He's like six and I'm seven <laughs> right behind him. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, you know, like this is all I was seeing was red and 29 in front of me. Like just <laughs> absolute kamikaze pilot. Every corner I was revving it. Like we were just because it's a brawl. Like yeah, pro motocross is no joke, especially the first five laps. It's an absolute brawl. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going every which way, 
And uh, I think that was one of my best motos of the year, probably because I was so angry. <laughs> but uh, I ended up putting like a sick pass on him. Like came down the hill and the lines, the inside line and the outside line were separate and they come together at the end of the corner. Mm-hmm. And I sized it up like three laps in. And then like the fourth lap, I just went on the inside rut and I pinned it. And I, I knew the lines were going to come together at the end. And I was like, if if he doesn't hit the brakes and I don't hit the brakes, we're, we're crashing into each other. Mm-hmm. But luckily, I just had the wheel and it was it was a good moto. I ended up getting uh, – I don't even remember what I got. That's that's how crazy the moto but you, was. But you got him. <laughs> I got him. That's all I cared about was getting him. <laughs> oh, that's we, funny. We still laugh about it because it's just like, you know, like honestly, there's probably no reason for me to be that emotional about it but i to me it felt like dude i just poured my heart and soul into that moto and it all got taken away from me two corners before the finish line (laughs) yeah because i saw you revving at him and you guys waving your arms at each other but it went from the finish line all the way down that row all the way into the pits (laughs) i was like oh man i mean yeah he was just telling me like dude calm down you're making a scene you know and I probably should have just calmed down and put my big boy pants on and been like, Hey man, I would have done the same thing, but I was just, I was heated. And I mean, I'm sure there's been races where he's been like that too. And uh, it's funny. A pitcher came up the other day and it's of us in the infield and we're just looking at each other with our hands in the air and he looks pissed. I look pissed and I sent it to him and uh, he, I just texted him. I said, just two dudes, out there just leaving it all on the track just uh letting the most emotions get the best of them and he's like on he's like exactly right oh man that's funny so cameron buys a house moves out is it lonely i i still have roommates uh my practice mechanic uh all of geico he works at star now mm-hmm. but he lives here and then the amateur rider rep at monster lives mm-hmm. here so it's still a good uh, squad, and it's not like me and Cameron strangers. Like, yeah, still see him go over. He he'll cook me dinner sometimes, so I'm always up for a free dinner. I'll go over there, hang out, and then uh, I see him at the track all the time. And it's it's not like I stay over in my quarters. I go over there and just sit on his tailgate and mm-hmm. talk about nonsense. So what yeah. ha- what happened to this the the goal, the strategy of finding a hot female roommate that would do your chores and take care of you? Ah, we're still, we're still searching. (laughs) Hey, what's up guys? This is Connor Erickson, but you probably know me best as Buttery Films. Temecula t-shirt printers handles all of my merch needs and also services many other big players in motocross. Whether you're starting a brand or just want some team t-shirts printed, there's no one that does better work or has a service as good as these guys. Check them out online at TemeculaTshirtPrinters.com. Hey everyone, Don Moetta here. Over the past 20 years, I've built a ton of cool motocross project bikes. When it comes to choosing a great wheel set, my first call is always to the crew at WUSA. Importers and distributors of Talon, Kite, Han, and Edge Hubs, the wheel building team at W is unrivaled when it comes to lacing them up to DID or Excel rims. Let's be honest now. Next cleaning air filters or changing oil, tightening spokes is one of the most tedious jobs when it comes to working on your bike. When it comes to wheel sets from W though, you know that they'll stay straight and true and the spokes will almost always stay tight. There's a reason that factory teams and top riders everywhere rely on W. 
When it comes to anything wheel related, your one-stop shop is WUSA.com. Check them out. Since 2005, Risk Racing has been a leading innovator within the motocross industry, all while doing it in their own unique way. Whether you are looking for the premier motocross transport system, the Lock and Load Pro, or the EZ Utility Jug, the fuel can of choice, for me, SGB Racing's Alex Ray, Risk Racing is there to be your go-to motocross shopping destination. Head over to riskracing.com today and see their entire product line. Use code SWAP at checkout to receive 15% off the entire purchase. What's up? This is Justin Barsha of the Monster Energy Yamaha team, and I trust the Rai Helmet. I know that every helmet is handcrafted in Japan, and that the people who work at Rai are obsessed with building the best helmet they can possibly can. Staying safe is a priority for me, and this is why I choose Rai Helmets. Hey guys, Hunter Lawrence here. Lately I've been spending a whole lot of time at the mountain bike trails in the local area on my intense primer, and the thing's badass. For how good it is going up the hill, it's uh, amazing coming down the hill. It's uh, comfortable, nimble, and it doesn't feel uh, like you're going to go over the bars every five seconds. Uh, all their bikes in their lineup are awesome. So, yeah, you're ready to get serious about training on a cross-country bike or crushing lap times at your local trails, or if you want to go a bit further, longer and faster, they, they just brought out a new Taser e-bike, which is, uh, yeah, everyone's given the double thumbs up on. So. Head down to your local Intense dealer or, or purchase uh, directly at IntenseCycles.com. Check it out, guys. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Life podcast for additional discounts in the shop. What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota of Escondido Action Sports team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the action sports special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. Hey, this is Colt Nichols of the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha team, and I rely on Guiltless Food Co. to keep me fueled properly, feeling 100%, and is super convenient. It's healthy food that doesn't suck. Sign up at guiltlessfoodcode.com. Okay, so you <clears throat> you finish the season. There's how many weeks of uncertainty passed? And what other, did you have any other options? Um... um. What? I think a week after outdoors, I rode the Penrite bike, mm-hmm. and it was good. It was a good experience, and well, I've never really done like a tryout either. Like when I was little and got the Geico ride, I shoot. I just showed up to the to the ride, and like I I knew I had the ride. Like if I wanted to sign there, I was signing there. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot different to kind of show up and be like, "Yeah, we'll see what you are capable of," you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I got rode at, actually at my track, they came out and rode there, rode that bike. Um, the day went really good. I really liked the bike. 
and I think the the team actually liked me a lot, so mm-hmm. that was cool, and it, it just helped me for the future with tryouts and stuff. I did uh, crash in the whoops one time, mm-hmm. and I uh, I broke my thumb and my hand first day. Oh, so but I I played it off like I was laying under the bike with the wheel spinning on me, oh, and I'm like I'm fine, I'm fine, you know. And yeah. I got up, I dusted myself off. They had to straighten the bike out. I totally wrecked it. Oh, no. I was I was like, I'm sorry, guys. They <laughs> they went out and uh, I rode again and just shook it off. You know, you didn't want to get, leave the day like that. Went out, hit the whoops, was flying again. Just made a silly mistake. But uh, yeah, the day went really good. But kind of screwed myself with the whole hand and in, in, injury. Because I had other tryouts to do, mm-hmm. you know, I was I was down at Mitch's office pretty much every other day, just telling him like, just give me a like, just give me a shot, like, I'll go out to my track or whatever track you want me to, even on my Geico bike, and just watch me ride, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, like I want to put something together where we have a few guys ride the bike. And I was like, okay. So it was it was kind of a waiting game on that. I think that took like two or three weeks to actually happen. Um, so I ended up riding the pro circuit bike. It was like me, Master Pool, Shimoda, and Harrison all mm-hmm. rode it. And uh, they ended up going with Shimoda. I uh, can't blame him, but it was a good day. I, I actually rode it really well, but I had to numb my hand and mm-hmm. like kind of do a bunch of stuff that wish i didn't have to deal with but mm-hmm. you know dealt with the cards that were dealt and uh i rode fine i thought first day on the track new uh new bike and it was obviously it's it's stressful yeah the bike was so fast too i was over jumping everything when i went out there <laughs> yeah All right, that's but, what joe said too yeah so it was <laughs> it was a good day i felt like i rode my best so it wasn't like I went away from the day going, dang, I really wish I could have hit this rhythm or that rhythm. Or like, I went out there and I sent everything and, you know, I just said, Hey, like, I appreciate you guys giving me this opportunity, you know? When it's like, was it all you guys were there at the same time or was it like time slots? It was was like two. Yeah, exactly. Time slots. Okay. I was like, but were you guys? Yeah, that would have been awkward. Yeah. All sitting there looking at each other. Yeah. Be putting the banana in the tailpipe when the other guy goes out. (laughs) Yeah. But then I rode the Varex Suzuki mm-hmm. um, a couple days. Actually, no, I rode the Michael Lindsay bike next, mm-hmm. I think. And, uh, yeah, it was it was really good. And it was uh, really, really, really similar to my Geico bike. So I felt, like, really right at home mm-hmm. quick. Uh, but same thing. I went to a track I never rode. Um Got on a bike I never rode. But it had a bunch of different components, like tires and uh, forks, whatever, suspension, and just little stuff that was kind of new to me, um, but was fine on it. And uh, I worked with Chad at XPR, and he was like, hey, like I kind of started you on like a little bit of a mellower setting because I didn't didn't want to like you know see you crash or anything mm-hmm. as far as mapping and stuff. So as the day went on, we changed mapping and – did little things and every change was really good. Uh, so I was happy with that. And then a couple of days later I rode the bar X bike because, you know, even if I was like, I was planning on signing with Michael Lindsay, but I, 
I don't really get the opportunity. No rider really gets the opportunity to ride other bikes. Mm-hmm. Like, so I was like, I might as well, if, you know, if they're going to offer me a day to test their bike, you might as well. So I rode that one and then, uh, had the Suzuki day, rode that at Elsinore. It was fun. Then, uh, yeah, I think that was it. I think that was all the bikes I rode, mm-hmm. but yeah, I ended up with Michael's team, uh, Chaparral. And it's going really good so far. I rode actually the Honda test track yesterday for the first time, and I was having a blast. Oh, that's cool. So, well, uh, so I know that uh, the Michael Lindsay team will have more support from Honda this year. So, is part of that support access to the track, the test track? I don't know exactly the details because. It's just kind of up in the air, you know. Obviously, I was riding that track a little bit last year, but uh, but you never know, year to year. Um, yeah, it's, I still don't. I don't know if we're going to be riding it often or if it's kind of a one-time thing. Mm-hmm. But either way, I'm I'm grateful I got to ride it that day. You know. Yeah. Okay. So as a kid who has his own track, I mean, uh, although it's a little drive away, I saw. I saw. I don't know if you see Facebook, my brother wrote, I tested with Carson Mumford 3,000 miles away. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you, you've got your own track. So you've been riding Supercross, like legit real Supercross since you were a B rider, right? Or since you were on minis still? Uh, yeah, it was, it was scaled down <laughs> a little bit, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, I, th- I think I was 12 my first time on a Supercross track, and that one was legit. I showed up to the Pro Circuit Test Track when I was 12 on a on a 112 Super Mini, mm-hmm. and I think I might have left going to the hospital. <laughs> but, yeah, that I've rode Supercross kind of a lot as far as like I would compare myself to other people, but uh, it was it's always seasonal. Yeah. It was just kind of getting ready for Monster Cup. And you only do that for like three, four weeks. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I always thought it was a good idea to just ride it. That's what Tony Alessi kind of always brought to my attention was that, it, you know, if he could go back and do it differently with Mike, he would ride Supercross more. Mm-hmm. So I, I tried to listen to that. But, yeah, I, I, I rode a lot just as far as an amateur goes. But now we're full-blown on it because mm-hmm. uh, last year even – I with the whole Corona thing, I didn't really know when I was going pro. So I would just start riding supercross with those guys. Cause might as well. Yeah. And it was still with kind of like, it wasn't with a kit suspension. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a little bit sketchy, but, um, yeah, I just tried to log in some, some time, but it was still like, okay, we're riding supercross Monday and then outdoors Tuesday. It wasn't like I put all my effort into it. Yeah. And now I'm, I've been putting my effort into it full on for the last, uh, three, four weeks, mm-hmm. and I I see improvement every day, so I'm happy. Nice. So, how is the bike? Um, you know, you've obviously been on CRF 250Rs for a bit. Um, yep. This is still the same base. You know, the the foundation. Um, you've got a different engine builder and different suspension tech. Yeah. How are things going? Honestly, really great. I don't have any complaints. Um, my mechanic is, uh, his name's Richard Sterling, but everybody kind of knows him as Pedro mm-hmm. in the 
moto industry. Mm-hmm. He was JMR's mechanic and then motor builder at uh, Geico for the last couple of years. Yep. So it was great to have him be on board and just, you know, hand down knowledge that from he's learned. So without him, it would be a little bit harder. But luckily I have him. I got Michael. I got uh, my teammate, Cody Shock. That's always good to help. Mm-hmm. And uh, his mechanic, Tony Archer. So kind of with the little team that we got going, it's it's – it's working out really good and we're getting a lot of stuff done and just grinding. Mm-hmm. What is the, has Michael arrived on an official team name for 21 yet? Um, I don't know. That'd be a Michael question. I, I I'm just, <laughs> just a rider. So I see you're still uh, practicing in shift, but isn't the team more in FXR? Uh, yeah, but you know how that goes. And, Honestly, if it was a year ago, I would have been like, where's my gear? Where's my gear every day? Mm-hmm. But it's at some point you just be like, they just get it to you when I'm, those guys are working hard over there. And, you know, it, it's not like it's affecting my riding. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just out there riding. And when they, uh, I think it's done now. So I honestly can probably be riding with it on Monday. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just little stuff like that that you should kind of stop worrying about more and more you, you deal with it mm-hmm. um when you were uh racing this year were you on showa or kyb uh showa but i think our team had the option to go showa or kyb yeah uh which is kind of one of the only teams that had had that option mm-hmm. but yeah i was Showa. i worked with trey full-time it seemed like with showa we mm-hmm. had an in-house guy named uh we call him guam but uh, I just seemed to work with Trey a lot, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Me and Trey worked really good together, and it's it's hard for uh, suspension tech to understand. Like every rider explains how the bike's working a little bit different. Yeah. So like I might come off and say, "It's doing this," and make a random noise, and he has to be like, "Uh, <laughs> all right, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, go, yeah. we're gonna go too stiffer and see if that helps." Yeah. But the more you work with somebody, the easier it is for them to learn how you kind of comprehend stuff and say it and put it in words. So yeah, I worked together with him really good. Now running with the KYB, same thing. Like I'm really enjoying it and uh, I'm enjoying just meeting new people and just uh, keeping, keeping it going. Mm-hmm. So uh, did you get to work with my brother Ross yet or is it Yoshi? That you're yes, with? I have worked with him three days now. Mm-hmm. Even yeah, he drove out to my track. Yeah, and, uh, three thousand yeah, miles but, away. <laughs> three thousand. But yeah, working with him and uh, Yoshi. Yeah. But yeah, those guys are awesome. Yoshi's cool. Boss is awesome. But uh, yeah, it's they're all good dudes. How about your? Uh, how is the power? I mean, it's a different different builder now, right? Yeah, it's great. I think Chad is doing an awesome job. Um, obviously, I rode the Geico bike a long time, and this thing's—I think this thing's doing awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, okay, you're essentially coming into uh, Houston. One will be your first professional Supercross. You've obviously done Monster Cup, you know, All Stars and stuff, and uh, you've got your own track and everything. So, I would imagine you're not too nervous about making your Supercross debut. I don't know about that, but 
I definitely think I'm prepared. Yeah. But I mean, you still put a lot of pressure on yourself to do good and just it's a new track every time you never know what you're going to get so um wouldn't say i'm not nervous i'm definitely excited mm-hmm. more than i'm nervous but uh i still i still have a lot of stuff i want to prove i want to prove a lot of people wrong that you know kind of maybe pushed me off and you know kind of gave me the hint that they didn't they didn't believe in me so mm-hmm. um yeah i mean i just want to do it for myself and you know show how good of a, a little crew we got going on over here at Chaparral. So, yeah, I mean, the nerves are always there. I bet every time Chad Reed lined up on a line, I'm sure he got a little bit nervous. But, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm going to be super prepared. So, mm-hmm. obviously, that that's, that's going to help a lot, just knowing that you did the work. Yeah. It's going to be kind of weird, too, thinking about how you've pictured your Supercross debut your whole life, right? And there's yep. no Anaheim 1. <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Blowing my mind because I've only missed one Anaheim one since I was alive. Yeah. And I think I was three weeks old. <laughs> yeah. That's so, what your dad told me. So now I'm missing Anaheim one the year I'm supposed to be racing it. Yeah. Like what kind of, what kind of messed up stuff is going on <laughs> right now? Someone's messing with me. Hmm. Well, H one, that sounds weird. H one, H one, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's not the same. Yeah. Well, hey, buddy, I'm uh, I'm sure excited to uh, see you ride in your whole new getup and everything. I think I, I was at Elsinore one day when you were there, but you were just leaving because I got there late. Yep. But, yep. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Give me a call uh, when you're heading up to the three thousand mile away track. I'd like to come out. You want to come? You want to drive three thousand miles? Yeah. Especially, especially if your dad will be there. I love hanging with your dad. Scott Mumford's busy, dude. He he doesn't have time to come to the track most days. Really? But dude, I need but, to, you know what? I need to call Scott Mumford because uh, McGrath McGrath and I are moving our. Uh, you know, Jeremy's moving McGrath Motorsports, which is also Swap Moto Live. We're moving into a different building. Yep. And so I need to talk to him about. I think it's called a split air. Like okay. air system or something. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're speaking gibberish to me. I can yeah. barely work a thermostat. Yeah, there's no air conditioning in there, so I got to call Mumford Air and Heating. There you go. That's your guy. Yeah. Well, uh, awesome, buddy. Uh, it's been a pleasure for me to watch you uh, grow up and uh, get faster and move through the ranks. And uh, I'm sure there's some good things in store for you in 2021. Thanks, Don. Appreciate it. So. Right on. Thanks for the time. And uh, guys, yep. thank you for listening to the uh, Fly Racing Swap Moto Podcast with Carson Mumford. We'll talk to you next time. We put our heads together to both reimagine and lift the bar on what a modern motocross helmet should be. Opt for the highest level of modern technology and energy dispersion with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Designed for an elevated defense against a wider range of real-world impact scenarios. Globally engineered with the most advanced materials and technologies available. Outfit yourself with proven technology, lightweight performance, and elevated impact management with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet.